You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Tax to grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. And fellas, that's the first time that I said that that I really understood the gravity of it. Do are we kind of like full of ourselves for calling it the hardcore podcast, or is that just no. about right? That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Tom. There's a. You know what? You're a very self-effacing dude. You are not uh, big up in yourself. You're very practical about your limitations normally. But on the things on which you are confident, you're quite confident. <laughs> We're gonna I get to share the confidence with two other people. So it's That's easy. true. That's it's, true. It's a good way to be. It's a good way to be. Yo, um, shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to everybody uh, who has joined our Patreon recently. Um, oh, bless up. Bless up. We appreciate you. Uh, go there. Check out the uh, the bonus Patreon episodes from last month. Hope you all enjoying it. Um, we're going to get right into it today, but let's start with a little bit of appreciation towards our uh, commercial overlords, our sponsors, to Live a Lie Records. Oh, keeping the lights on. Death Wish Inc. Gas and Electric. Run for Cover Records. Uh, what remains? Uh, uh, municipal services such as uh, uh, garbage pickup and. Um, uh, what else is there? Don't like, spend uh, the load. Don't spend the load. There's still one more. <laughs> one more. Okay. Cl- closed casket activities. Oh, water bill. Oh, water bill. That's perfect. I was going to say landscaping. We're, it's part of an <laughs> HOA. <laughs> the HOA of hardcore. Um, you know, so uh, one of my favorite sci-fi, fantasy, whatever, uh, post-apocalyptic tropes is the scavenger. Mm. I, I love a scavenger. I don't know what it is. I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, like there's something about, well, one, I like any kind of like post fallen society thing, but two, I just, it's, there's something about the resourcefulness, the resiliency of a scavenger. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like making their way through junk, but, but surviving. I like that. So it's like You're, the road. There we go. Right. Exactly right. Yes, correct. That's a perfect example. Um, we are in a – right now today, you're hearing this Tuesday morning. We're following the uh, the Black Friday – is it sh- small business Saturday, yeah. shop small, whatever, silly nonsense they make up, and then Cyber Monday. But here's what I'm going to recommend to you. Go to the To Live a Lie web store. Go to the Run for Cover web store. Go to the Closed Casket web store. Go to the Death Wish Inc. web store. Mm. I don't know if their sales are still on, but think of yourself as that scavenger. 
You're going in. You're getting what's left. Is there anything left? I grab. You might get some deals. You might find things that people have passed over, and that's a fun energy with your online shopping. So, uh, bring that today. I know all four of them had big sales of this, that, and the other type. Especially if you're hearing this early. Little secret is sometimes those sale valves don't shut. Like when they say, like, oh, this only goes till this time. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. So think of us as you scavenge the webs of hardcore online shopping. Mm. Thank you. Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? Tom, most especially, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I feel good. It's Monday morning and it's early. <laughs> Than that. You you just woke up for this, so we appreciate like, it. Like literally, yeah. I said no one. That's why I, when I I did the like I'll be right on because I was I was like Alexa, what time is it? I was like, oh no, because <laughs> I overslept. I set an alarm oh, and okay, and I slept right past it. No, it's all right. We you you've had uh, a busy weekend. We'll get to that. Patrick, how you feeling? How you're doing? Uh, I'm feeling good. I also just woke up. Uh, my girlfriend and I uh, just fell asleep in an adorable, you know, couch. Uh, oh, like cuddly kind of snuggle. Sort of thing, yeah, and a cuddle puddle. A little in a little cuddle puddle, and uh, <laughs> uh, woke up uh, twenty minutes late, but was uh, still. Uh, Tom w- was just waking up, so I was. My lateness was kind of covered, but I appreciate. Just muted, Tom. yeah. Um, yeah, you guys. So, uh, and they then, for the team. Yeah, I appreciate. That's it. right. Uh, Pat's been uh, poor. Bob's been up for like four hours, just like living. that's correct. I, I got up at about five fifteen this morning. Yeah. Oh God, uh, I've been doing six. Sorry, this is information that's interesting to no one. Uh, mm. I've been doing six and feeling mostly good about it, um, mm. but it, it requires going to bed at ten thirty. Uh, t- to our listeners, for whom that sounds uh, totally terrible, I don't blame you, man. Like I'm not. It's not I'm, terrible. It's right because so Tom. This is all information no one can use. <laughs> Tom is often up at hours that I'm shocked by for like a guy who has gone to work every day of his life. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, nocturnal. Yeah, I'm really yeah. shocked at the hours I find him up. Uh, but I get it because I don't feel like an adult if I go to bed before midnight. Like I just mm. don't feel like a grown person now. Right, when someone goes like, "I go to bed at nine thirty. Go nine thirty. What, right. what are you in second grade? Like, what are you doing? You, you guys are so funny. The conversations. I wish I could tell you the conversations that how different it is at the uh, the parent convos because it's like uh, the exact inverse. Somebody's like, "Oh, did you hear that? Uh, that there was a, a power outage at nine p.m. last night." And one of the parents was like, 9 p.m.? I, I haven't seen 9 p.m. in years. In the middle of the night? This is a, yeah, this is like a 40-something-year-old, you know, with two two or three kids. Um, yeah, you got to sleep when you can, too, which is fine. Well, like, that's my – so the ones – the flip side of having kids is that they go to bed religiously between 7.30 and like a late night for them is 8.30. Um, so that means for me – Post eight o'clock, typically post seven thirty, I'm I'm free, which means I'm chilling, I'm doing whatever. But I also follow a principle that I've found post thirty, which is if my eyes are heavy, I'm going to sleep. And then when I wake up, I wake up. That's what it is. And if I go back to sleep, cool. Today I woke up, fell asleep. Probably let's see, what did I last see? Uh, I fell asleep around ten thirty. Actually, watched most of the football game. 
fell asleep, woke up at four, went back to sleep at four thirty eight, and woke up at five fifteen. Just kind of like was like, all right, well, I'm not really sleeping, so you get it where you can. Yeah, I, I look, plenty of farmers are adult human beings, and I'm I get it, but there's just something about going to bed before midnight, and I've been doing it, but. Uh, I saw a tweet uh, that was. Oh my god! You, you know, it, it was a woman saying. Wait, wait, where, what did you see again? A tweet. A tweet. A tweet. And he gives up social media for like two months. All of a sudden, it's. I was on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram uh, and yeah. Listen, what would Eli? Elon's doing other place. No, I'm sorry. Uh, it was. A, it was a woman saying, "There's nothing sexier than a man that, that than those get up at four a.m. and go to work, men." And mm. I was thinking. That's not true. You don't. Think- no, especially when that's uh, falling asleep in an easy chair at six thirty yes. p.m. No, man. That's a, that's a woman who doesn't really like her man. That's what right. exactly. Oh, exactly. Right. We were supposed to watch a movie, but you fell asleep. Yeah, exactly. So, so I watched it by myself and s- scrolled on the internet. Right. All right. Let's talk about some fucking hardcore. Uh, let's talk about some hardcore. Let's not. Let's not bury the lead here. Uh, mm. Tom, give us a little, a, a, a little uh, s- s- sort of uh, show review. Give us a pit report. You, you, you. He's been, he's got dose shows, but we have a uh, sport and scans, man. Yeah, yeah, dose shows. Let's hear about. Man, do we lead with the headliner, or do we? Last night you went to a show and Ridgewood Queens. Why don't you tell us about that one? Then we'll get into the. This is like the um, the delicious appetizer to the to the main yeah. course. All right, hold on. Uh, <clears throat> Hey, uh, this is Tom from Sunnyside, Queens. I just wanted to give a pit report. <laughs> yes, give it to us. <laughs> yes. um, I know you said a minute, but there's going to be one in a minute. Um, so, no, I, I, it was the venue TVI, which if you have not been to, it's incredible. Oh, really? Sure. What's the deal with it? It's it's owned by a, an older punk. Um, it's it's I mean, it's a legit venue. You walk in, and it's a very, like, gothy sort of oh, – it yeah. looks like a speakeasy. Oh, okay. okay, I'm into it. Right. Place to sit in a, a bar is your first thing you walk into is a bar. You walk a little bit more. There's another bar. There's an outdoor space on the left, and then you keep walking straight, and it's a probably 150, 200 cap room. Everything wow. is brand new, brand new. Sounds great. Yeah. Stage is probably maybe two feet high. Mm. Okay. Yeah. My only worry, the only concern is, I forget what other places like this. Oh, it might be Gold Sounds in Brooklyn. If you like aren't in there, like first, oh yeah, everyone like moshes to the back, and then you can't get in the door. Weird. Yeah, that's a phenomenon. Because it was like a like it, the show space is its own entity. Like the door gets shut, and all this sort of stuff. It was it was yeah. So it was um, never again. Mm-hmm. Opened Jersey Sean. Yeah, shout out. Sean plays guitar. They were great. Um, Fleshwater, also great. Close casket activities represent. Mm-hmm. Wildside from Canada. Oh, no shit. I haven't seen them since, I don't know. Did they play your show, Bob? No, but they played Jersey. Uh, they did a, They have played the city, but it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I think I feel like I saw them in, in, in Bell. I forget where I might have seen them. But I, oh, well, I, 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 the last like, time I saw them, they played the Crust Trekker release show, which was at a storage unit in uh, in, in Long Branch. You were not there, uh, but it was a notable no. show. They played between two parked vans. 
uh, out of a, uh, you know, like not, I guess an eight by 10 storage unit. Yeah, it was good. That's pretty punk. That was then, one of my um, favorite shows. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And then regulates. So it was a regulate uh, record release for the LP. Hell yeah. Um, they played the album in full, which was cool. That's really cool. A couple, you know, bookended by a couple of older songs. Um, they were great. It sounded awesome. Um, Seb had a lot of cool shit to say. It was a great show. Packed, packed Sunday night. You know, it was great. That was the one thing. And by the way, it was Sunday night, and it was raining almost all the day here. Was it raining up by you? Uh, yeah, it's the day? yeah. It was so annoying. Right, which is the like, uh, man. I'm trying to think. Is this just an old age thing? Because even when I was young, I remember if it was raining, it really took some wind out of my sails on going to a show. Like yeah, maybe then you go in and everybody smells like dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't Not go outside. Great. You can't step outside. But uh, that makes me happy. I, I heard that it was like jam packed. So <clears throat> yeah, it was sick. And I mean, you know, this wasn't done that long ago. They didn't prom- like it, they've only promoted it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and it was nuts. It was dope. That's really cool. The record's great. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think the record's great, and they took some kind of. Um, there's a lot of things people might say about musically regulate, but they're pretty daring in their attempts to do different stuff while also still being a hardcore band, um, and I think that reflects even more so on this recent LP. Um, I think you heard it on the first LP, but on this LP, they they just feel bold in the way they go at their music. And sometimes it might work for me, and sometimes it doesn't. But when I hear it, I'm like, yo, this is what those dudes are about. And that's that's cool. I think that's all you can ask for at the end of the day. Yeah, it's not a reach. This is what they a lot of those dudes listen to and stuff, so it makes sense. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, All right. Well, so that was your Sunday night. Can you tell us a little bit about your Saturday night? It was cool. We went to a diner. Oh, oh wait. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, we played a show in uh, Brooklyn, New York, and it was fucking ludicrous. Um, so it was at this place called the Warsaw in Greenpoint, um, a show that was like months and months and months, if not years, in the making. Um and it was uh, end it opened. Mm, how were they? they were fucking awesome, so good, yeah. and the best bunch of people. Mm. Oh yeah, sat sitting with them, just ho- like howling, laughing before the show started. Mm. Like <laughs> just like the best dudes, all of them, and like um, Pat. I mean, I must have Pat. I think knows the bassist Patrick because he's mm. been around. He's probably about your age, Patrick. Yep. Um. Work, you know, like worked for a bunch of bands all, over the years and stuff, and like bunch, like so much fun. It, they were fucking fantastic, and I mean, to go on at six thirty at a show, and there'd be probably six, seven hundred people in the room. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Wow. While people were still getting in, it wasn't like, like the the security was pretty strict there, so like it was pretty no, it was pretty awesome. Um, and then all out war, who like sound like the pits of hell opening yeah they still sound so incredible it's I, they were I amazing just, i was just gonna say this band has been uh playing at a uh l- l- let me uh, i don't mean this in a bad way at an above hardcore level 
for a long time. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. playing hardcore shows at metal band quality for a long time. Like, yeah, their sound was amazing. It was just like unbelievable. Um, yeah, and I mean, I've I've known a lot of those guys for you know probably twenty five years at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, we reminisced about playing in Prague together. That's cool. Wow. When, when uh, Pat, do you ever play the Double O Seven in Prague? Uh, I don't remember. I've played Prague twice, probably maybe three times. Uh, it, I don't know how many venues they could have. Yeah, it looks like it's in like the middle of like a like um almost like a either like a like projects or like a hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, like an apartment building. It's like in the basement. But when All Out War played, the ceiling got roofed at, ripped down. What? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And then we ended up playing another show with them on that tour. We ran into them again in like Holland. And like, I try to explain how, like, you can't really get a vibe for how big All Out War is or, what, or whatever in Europe. Mm-hmm. But we played a show, like, it was like Ink and Dagger, Us, Kickback, all this stuff. And All Out War headlined over Refused. God. What, what <laughs> it was wow. Refused on the big, on the record that made them. Yeah. yeah. Land. Shape, right. Yeah. And like all our headlined, he goes, funny thing, he's like, we had got added to that like two weeks beforehand because we were supposed to be on tour with Hatebreed and Hatebreed canceled the whole tour. Uh. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and they headlined over Refused and they were amazing. Um, but they were great, played a couple new songs that sound, you know, insane um, that we played. Mm. Um, and and how did that go? Um, I'm going to, I'll flip that question. How do you think it went? If you had a guess. <laughs> so Tom, I can't bring myself to talk about myself glowing. <laughs> okay, so listen, this is me being uh 100% honest. I I would not have known what to expect, not because I think that you ever don't deliver or that uh New York doesn't love you. Uh simply because I didn't know what to expect from that show broadly. I knew it right. would be, I didn't know it would be I knew it would be filled, right? I, I New York uh, we got to give New York some credit. New York is uh, a good show town still, I think. And uh, people come to shows and people have a good time. But, um, <clears throat> okay, we just had Dwid on. Uh, I'm going to say mm-hmm. I'm a more of an integrity fan after uh, our talk with him. Uh, and, but I just, this is me being totally honest. For people that don't know, integrity is it ever or is it just 20 plus years? Never. They've never played New York City before. They've never played New York City. Okay. This should have happened eight years ago. And I think we would have seen like such a huge fucking moment, right? And I just didn't know how much of that would carry over till now. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it carried over that and that much more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's – so Tom – with that knowledge that it, people came to have a good time, I bet your set was fucking awesome. Um, <coughs> wait, wait, wait. 1,100 people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they were all in the in the room. I'll, I, I'll send you the picture, Pat. Mm, please. You'll be proud of me. Um, it was – honestly, it was fucking nuts. Yeah. Like nuts, nuts. That I was like, I was so, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go again. Because I was like, it could just be like people that listen, you know, that read Decibel and love integrity. Right. They have a, I mean, they have a hardcore fan base, but they also have like the like IPA fan base. 
Yes, sure. they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, like, those folks don't mosh to bands from the 90s. Mm. You know? And, like, uh, so they go. Some of them might have moshed to bands in the 90s, but now. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a barrier, which was kind of a fucking buzzkill. Um, but I got down on the barrier and, you know. But, uh, yeah, like, we played a song that starts with a an intro. And as soon as the intro, everyone started moshing. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like, the way you, I like the way you're saying it. So you're reporting to to, to aliens. Good yeah, job. it was like scream, like people started screaming and moshing, and I was like, "All right, it's gonna be all right." Yeah, um, it was nuts. It was really like, I, I mean, one of our biggest show. I mean, our biggest hometown show ever. Mm. Wow, dude, eleven hundred people. Awesome. We're know. not playing eleven hundred really people cool. in fucking Lemoors. You know what I mean? Like, I know that I know. was the biggest room we played in our home. No shit. How cool is that? That's fucking awesome. That's I mean, really cool. we played with Judge in, in, in the city. I mean, that's, that's different. Right. But that's in different. Brooklyn proper, you know, like I lived fucking five blocks away from this place for, you know, 10 years. Right. Um, and then uh, Warthog played. They were yep. all, they were great. Mm-hmm. They were great. Totally different vibe, but great. Um, cool. Yeah, had a long, you know, um, talked to Chris the singer for a long time. Oh. Long Island guy. We talked, you know, he... Um, Talked, you know, we talked. He talked about the podcast and stuff like that. No, hell yeah, and, very cool. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, we uh, we were with Mark, we were with Chris from Western Mass. Oh yeah, yeah. And I uh, so I introduced him. This is a funny story. A little aside, sorry. And uh, I go, oh, this is Chris. This is Chris. And and Chris Warthog goes, were you in any bands? And Morgado, you know, Morgado be Morgado. He's like, well, you know, I go, he was in the wrong side in a dump truck, like a total fucking like four yes, year old yes. move. Like, Correct. I'm going to be yes. honest because I'm not going to, yeah. And and the dude was like, "Holy shit, you were in fucking wrong side." <laughs> Yo, and how then should have been like, "No, I was the wrong side." Yeah, Jesus Christ. Well, and then he went out like, were you for like lathering him up too? Jesus, dude. He was, he talked about for like fifteen minutes how much he loved locking out. Yeah, no shit. yeah. So cool. I go, I was like, funny enough, and so. Morgana goes, well, Bob wants to do a locking out um, episode, but Pat and Tom won't do it. I go, yo, Chris, you want to be on it? You can be like the the special correspondent on this locking out thing. Because I was like, I like like six locking out bands. And he's like, no, did we just lose like, Tom when he's talking about locking out? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, Tom's going to be so I'm mad when he comes gonna back. He's going to be so mad. Uh, <laughs> usually, folks, when Tom drops, it's when either me or Pat is rambling. Yeah, Tom hit us in the app. This app sucks. He's not wrong. Um, yeah, this app is a fucking worst. I don't know what you heard last. Um, we we got to figure out a better way than this. Chris, uh, Chris, special correspondent. Because you yes, right, that's all I said. Yeah. Right. And then I, I, I punched my keyboard. I mean, then, um, and then integrity. And, and quite honestly, in this, you know, there was, always, there was worry about like walkout. Yeah. You know, all right, you guys got to respond to me quickly. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There was word. <laughs> no, you're there. You're there. It's like dead silence because everyone's like, you know, I'm not talking. So nobody. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, but dude, it was mobbed for them. They opened a fucking vocal test. They played 45 minutes. Set list was dope. Um, I I ran into DeWid like walking into the venue and he goes, oh, hey, nice. man. And he like double. T- he's like, I just did the podcast with you. I go, yeah, that's that's the same face, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes, was it cool? I was like, yeah, man, it was really cool. 
And he's like, I listen to it back. He's like, I'm all over the fucking place. I, yeah. go, I go, yeah, but that's, that's the way it works. Yeah. Yeah. I go, that's part of the charm. And I was like, and it was just a bunch of folks having, you know, a bunch of friends having yeah, a chat. Talking. That's right. And I go, dude, we've gotten so much good feedback. I was like, we would love, you know, whenever you want to come back on, we'd love to do it again. I'm like, you, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of great. And I go, but can I ask you something? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, are you chilling? <laughs> I thought he was going to fall over. I go, um, I don't know if you, you probably don't realize this. I was like, but that has entered into the hardcore zeitgeist in the last week. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> is right. that right? Because oh, yeah. those incisive questions is what you really get from Max and Ryan. The, the real journalist, Patrick Kinlan. You know, like, yeah, the heat. I had I had people telling me that I'm a good interviewer. I, you were? No, dude, it's hilarious. Yeah, but no, like, no, people, like, people had us with very nice compliments. That was fucking that. great. It was great. But like, you get like Damien who does like this minute research, which is awesome. And his, you know, predic, you know, he's here, you know, hey, 1997, you did X, Y, and Z. And Pat goes, yo, you chilling? And we knew exactly <laughs> what he, you meant. That's but funny. it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. yeah that, so, yeah. yeah. So it was, a, it was a huge night for everybody. Everyone seemed to have a fucking blast. Barricade was a bit of a buzzkill. But other than that, like, the venue was awesome. Um, a, a funny, like, not, a, it's not funny. Pat, have you ever played the Warsaw? Ah. Uh... On Driggs Avenue, it's the old Polish home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I when I got there, I walked like right past the uh, the old Axe Grand stomping grounds. Yeah, because you lived right there. Did I play Warsaw? I, I know. Oh, uh, you did, you did, you did. Uh, didn't you play some big show there? Maybe a drug church show with Warsaw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, drug church has played. Uh, shout out to the bands that have invited us. Drug church has played some cool. New York shows that we don't deserve to play. So uh, I'm sure it seems likely <laughs> that we have played but, it. So the weird part is, so it's like an old Polish home. So it's like, yep. it's not set up for shows. <clears throat> so the backstage area is literally like a classroom. Like cool. there's like a picture of like Pope John Paul II because it's very Polish oh, yeah. on the wall. And like everything's in Polish. And it's literally like like they like put the classroom chairs to the side, but the the backstage area does not connect to the stage. Oh, weird! So you walk down the stairs and then you have to walk across like through the entire venue to get to the stage. Oh, I'm familiar with this. I mean, New, New York seemingly loves that. I think we got two other venues in New York that <laughs> that are like, hey, Vitus was like that, but Vitus fixed it during the pandemic. Oh no, shit! Is that right? Yeah, it's it's along like the left hand side. It's a little less obstructed, mm. but like. This place realistically would have been packed at 700. At 1100, it was like I exchanged sweat with every single person in the room. (laughs) Like everybody I walked by, you know, it was was insane. And like to walk through, like we finished playing, I'm like fucking dying. I'm sweating. And I'm like, I try to get out, but like the door to the backstage area to walk up the two flights of stairs, I was so done. Um, is where the the smoking section is, mm. and there's a line. There was literally a line of like seventy five people to go out sm- to smoke in this like one door. So like the dude that runs the venues, Adam was like a wonderful guy. Like he had to do like the flashlight thing that you see when like actual bands do stuff. Oh yeah 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 like like, <laughs> like running through the crowd yeah, with like sure. Sure. yeah. Yeah. 
All right, that's all I got. You guys can talk now. No, <laughs> no, you guys don't seem that interested. It's like dead silence. No, 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 no. We're just trying to let you go. Um, I, I will read the reviews I got in real time of uh, your show. Um, let's see the here. It's a really good one. Uh, just saw Indecision. They killed it. Great reaction. People are super stoked. Great energy at the show overall. And then we got a very special review here um, uh, from a friend of a friend. Uh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be sharing this. So I don't care. It's anonymous. Um, uh, honestly, I had a blast. Didn't expect to feel so much seeing Indecision. I never got to see them. This is somebody who I believe grew up uh, on the West Coast. Uh, never got to see them. A top five band from when I was 15. I had a great time. And it were good. Warthog got a great rece- reception. Integrity were really good for what they are. Um, indecision are with it. Stage banter is very 2022. They seem to like each other and the music a lot. So this was somebody saying you guys were the the personal highlight. So... Very cool. Uh, Seems like all said the show was awesome. Great to see. Great to see that New York City can still bring it. And it has to be said, Integrity playing New York to a what seems like unanimous positive response from all parties that I've seen or heard from, including our buddy Danny Diablo, who said they ripped. Yeah, <laughs> is uh, is an interesting, pleasant plot twist in hardcore twenty twenty two. It was pretty fun. Yeah, like a lot of those dudes showed up together with Danny oh, and yeah. with e oh, and, yeah. and like Isaac is is if you know him, he's a like a fun, wonderful, like happy dude. Like I love the guy to that. Like anytime oh, yeah. I see him, he's joyous. He's like a great, you know, I, I love him. And like like they rolled in, and like people that didn't know were like. Oh no! Like oh my god! Right, like, right. Yeah. The last news update they got was 1999 or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this right. video of the dude breaking up a fight at the show. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> like these two random dudes, like no one that I recognize, like got in a fight, and like he's like holding them apart. And I'm like, I hope these kids realize who the fuck they like is holding them apart. And right. someone was like, "Yo, you scared them so much." The the one of the guys literally picked up the garbage can he threw and put all the garbage back in. <laughs> <laughs> it was That's fucking really amazing. Good. It was amazing. Really yeah, good. it was a good vibe for a show that I was like, I don't know what the vibe is going to be like. This. It was a very like happy, joyous. Like everyone was just like so stoked to be there, and it yeah. was it was great vibes from the beginning to end. And you know, eleven hundred kids for our, like a hardcore show in Brooklyn. Yeah, was pretty fucking substantial. So, so uh, Q Q the Rocky speech where he says, "If if I can change, and you, you can change, can change. <laughs> maybe we all can change." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know. shout out to New York for uh, getting uh, making it happen. You know, what I mean, uh, shout out to Integrity for doing it. Um, shout out to Dwid for being on our podcast. I really enjoyed the hell out of him. Uh, I, I don't know if we talked about it at any length, but that's a fellow that I I. I don't know him from Adam. You know what I mean? Like no. I, I never met him. None of us do. No, and, not at all. Uh, and you know, he's an odd duck. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. Weirdest guy in Cleveland. <laughs> Weirdest guy in Cleveland. So I didn't know, I didn't know uh, kind of uh, if, if this would be, you know, like, look, let's be frank. Sometimes uh, I'll be rusty. So, <laughs> sometimes odd. I'll be guys, Melnick. Sometimes odd guys are um, 
the, the, they've either learned or are by nature trying to push you away. Mm. And uh, I re- kind of went into the conversation ready for that experience. You know, he's got a, he's got a persona. Uh, and I don't, I didn't feel an ounce of that. It just felt like, it felt like talking to the nicest guy at, uh, you know, he, he would be, um, if we were in the stands watching a game, he would be the guy, uh, m- maybe, you know, checking something on his phone and looking up occasionally and clapping yeah. at the right time. But like you talk to him about something and he's nice as hell. Uh, it, just a nice fella, uh, that could keep a conversation going, which is another thing when you're talking to somebody that you don't know. Uh, yeah. Are, are they going to be a conversationalist of any type? Uh, That's right. And so, whatever. Shout out to Integ- Cali vibes in person. Way Cali vibes in person. Oh, is that right? I mean, he's got kind of like a laid back, you know, maybe a little acid sort of sort of. Yeah, I mean, he definitely got like California sober vibes. Yes. yes. <laughs> like he was like walking around the venue earlier with like um like wearing like like sock like short uh had like shorts on and like slippers and which was like. Walking around, man. Like, hey, bro. That's really good. I, That's really yeah, good. like really. Like, and I was like, dude, you're like, like one of the darkest singers, like ever in hardcore. Like, you've changed like the vibe of hardcore. And he was just like, hey, man, I just flew from San Diego. My arm's tired. Like, he was fucking like so California. Uh, we should. We should. Okay. All right. This is a great segue because, um, is dark core over? Dark hardcore? Is it over? Is it? Got a new place because this is what you're focusing. It's like, um, so what was it called? The like uh, integrity core. It was uh, blackened man. hardcore is what we well, were calling it for a while. Some not, people called it blackened hardcore. Pat, Patrick, but no, but, but there was there's are. other people who were calling. It, but it was basic. Oh, um, oh, what is it? It's um, oh, uh, 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 the, the holy terror, holy yeah, terror, okay. hardcore, yeah, yeah. right? Um. Is that wave over or did it just kind of mutate? Like, because uh, l- let's paint the picture. Um, integrity, 90s, big thing. There, by the tail end of the 90s, some of the uh, pastiche, some of the the, the shine had, had worn. Um, Integ 2000, uh, whether you like it now or not, was not super well received. And so it was sort of like, eh. But by the early 2000, I think uh, To Die For comes out 03, and people felt like it was a real return to form. People were really excited, etc. Yo, fast forward just a few years, 2006, 2007, Holy Terror, Integrity Core was a thing. And you see not just a couple bands, but a lot of bands doing a sound that isn't integrity ripoff, but essentially is in that realm where it's dark, hardcore. There's an attempt, you know, you want it to be a little scary, a little hard, definitely black t-shirt thing going on. Um, I think some of the prime bands I think of from that time doing it, pulling teeth, uh, cursed, cursed, kind of. Yep. Cursed is there. And I think they're just like, I don't know that I'd totally say their integrity, but if you like no, integrity, you like first. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Living Hell is a good one that I think gets kind of lost in the mix, but we're really good at it kind of quietly. Um, the record the they banner. did, the banner were doing some stuff like that. There sure was just, they were like holy hell kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, there was, there were just, and there were a lot more. Um, 
man, Pelinor is another Jersey band who was doing that stuff. But there's like a billion. Um, Pressure from LA was doing a little bit of that, but they kind of got a little faster. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of oh, creatures from LA, from California, Orange County were kind of in that world. But anyways, there was a whole world of that stuff. And I think it kind of kept going for a while. And my question to both of you, is that... Is that it? It kind of feels like that now just got kind of put into the pot, into the DNA of what's going on in, in the darker side of hardcore now, but isn't isn't its own unique um, thread as much as it once was. Nothing like that stands out to me. No, I, right? I don't hear I, any bands that jump to mind, right? Yeah, but, but I I think that that uh, influence still exists for sure, uh, and particularly on the VFW level. I met, sure. I, yeah, I still see a lot of that energy. Uh, if I do like a, <clears throat> if I do like a, a one-off or something like that, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a VFW type energy, uh, I think that there's a ton of. I think, well, for lack of a better way to put this, I don't think there's anybody national really uh, taking that banner and running with it. I think that there is uh, a lot of locals though. Still, no. I was going to say two that I can think of. If if you're looking for your fix, if you're an integ head and you somehow have missed, enforced gets thrown into the metal bucket a lot because um, they are they're they're very much there's a lot of thrash metal there, but I think there's a lot of integrity in that DNA too. So absolutely check out the enforced material to date. Their next LP I think is going to be crazy. That's coming out sometime next year, but they have. Um, two full lengths worth of material. So they have a proper full length and then a compilation of material that if you're an integ head, you could, you could really roll with that somewhere between integrity and power trip sort of is enforced. And I think they have carved their own lane with that. Um, also, I think the band seat of pain really um, scratches the itch. If you're looking for something that is, has all the elements of integrity, but isn't totally doing a cosplay of it. Um, but there's a lot of Cleveland in that DNA. There's a lot of like metal crunchiness, um, tempo changing, but not being afraid of going into a solid kind of plotty mid tempo at points to create that heaviness. So um, two really good bands that I don't think get as much shine as they maybe deserve, um, at least in, in our listenership. It's not like Enforce is out there right now doing touring and they're doing great, but um, I want to see more Seat of Pain. I think they're playing a big show coming up in the spring out in Philly. So let me pull that up. Um, yeah, like hardcore, the Hardcore Weekend or something. Hardcore it's, Pride Weekend. Wanna, yeah. Because yeah. I think it's Mind, Mind Forces on one of the days. Let's see. I'll pull it up right now. Uh, this is in Philly at the church, uh, March 24th and 25th. Let's see the lineup. Uh, Gridiron Magnitude. Simulacra, Chemical Fix, Moment of Truth, Never Again, Statement of Pride. Then the next day, Mind Force, Seat of Pain, Point of Contact, Be All End All, Live It Down. Oh, shout out Live It Down. Adrian, Carbonite, Almighty Watching, Burning Strong, Wreckage, and Pain Clinic. Shout out Wreckage also. I'm kind of hyped on that band right now. Um, Yeah. So anyways, um, shout out to your weekend, Tom. Good weekend of shows. That was a weekend. Hell of a weekend. Um, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have a couple big questions for you guys. <clears throat> uh, is, is there any other little chit chatty things we want to talk about, or do, do you guys want me to hit some? Do we want to do we want to get to the uh, the tofurkey here? If you got tofurkey, let's see the tofurkey. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <sighs> Can I also? I just want to make a quick uh, Thanksgiving aside. You two both very longtime vegetarian vegans. Yes. Um, is tofur? Do you think tofurkey is good? Yeah. You like it? I listen. Uh, wh- how long I've been vegan? Like twenty five years. I, I, I'll yeah, one hundred years. Eat no- I'll eat the knob off a shithouse door. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I, I like t- uh, tofuti cream cheese so much. You can't. Even I love tofuti cream cheese. I know, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I like uh, nutritional yeast on everything. I, don't I love nutritional yeast. Yeah. I think there's a '90s vegetarian slash vegan energy for all three of us that like I like. I genuinely like. But I also can't tell how much of it is just like this is something I was like comfort food slash I've eaten so many times I just like it now you know yeah um, right but I was gonna say I'm not not vegetarian not vegan tofurkey's never super appealed to me of all that stuff it just never never did it for me um, but I also I gotta be a Thanksgiving spoiler I spoiler here turkey kind of sucks like okay interesting. Even like the best turkey is pretty good, but chicken is better. Like it's just better. And, and I, it makes me question the whole Thanksgiving thing and food stuff. And it makes me go, yo, we just celebrating crap food. Like it's just bad. And I was thinking about tofurkey and there's probably better ways to do it. Like I'm taking all the sides. Like I love the sides, but the main course, and I I hope there's some true turkey heads or tofurkey heads who want to come at me with this, but like, Yo, I just like after I ate it because I don't. I think I eat turkey once a year. I probably have shouted about it and been more of a supporter in the past and like enjoyed it. Yo, it hit me bad this year, and it just has me rethinking, rethinking uh, food. Just I don't know. It's not good. Dry, gross garbage. But the sides are always the uh... sides of the highlights. Yes, Listen, I, I haven't had a turkey in longer than some of our listeners have been alive and I remember turkey skin as being something I used to love that fucking salty disgusting that's different shit. yeah oh, that's different <laughs> that's that's all right that's all right uh, were you a bacon fan you had to be if you liked yeah, salty listen, crispy uh, junk yeah you know i uh, i said this the other day I, you know people get very mad at me i think uh, tom might be among them but when when i when i <laughs> When I say to uh, wait staff, hey, just decide for me. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah it triggers yeah, yeah. people. people that's what they want to do. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. They, they want to work it. They want to. Uh, I'm going to try to read this dude's social cues and figure out what would really make his night for yeah. dinner. Well, yeah, probably. Just, the only acceptable way that that really feels nice if you're a server is if it's like, yo, just you pick for me. I'm going to tip you double whatever the, uh, the meal is. Yeah, then, I, they, I try then to you com- get in the most expensive thing. I try to comfort them and just say, "You can't go wrong." Here's the point of what I was going to say, of what I was saying, which is, 
I can honestly say to them, as I'm going to say to you guys, and I said to my girlfriend who makes these delicious meals, and but she sometimes feels like, you know, like you, you tell me everything is good. And the reason for that is because mm. there's maybe two foods on this entire planet that I've put in my mouth and I haven't enjoyed. I like food. So like when you ask, do, do, did, I, did, I, did, I, did I like turkey or whatever? Listen, I liked it all. Bacon. Like when I ate that shit, I ate that shit. And I uh, I, 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 I like food. Only this is food. one of your funniest turns is, is easy going. I'll eat everything, Patrick. I mean, it's look, right. as a vegan, I'll eat anything that's not pure yeah. chemical. it has to be it has to be offensive levels of chemicality before i uh say no i can't fuck with that but i'm curious to see what the the two foods that you're like i'll never eat this again is that i I wonder what they are Uh, all right well i I don't like to say because one of them becomes almost a a, a, people attach a value to it that i is simply oh come on what are you you're not you're mr non-traversy now you're like no i just want to caviar i I do not it's caviar (laughs) <laughs> I do not like Chinese food. It's the oh, okay, only yeah. food that I just do not like. I eat it twice a year because I I try to train myself to like shit that I don't like. Yep. Right. So, uh, perfect example is ginger. Ginger was one of those foods that I did not like, and then I ate it until I liked it. Now I can eat like I can just take a ginger root and start chewing it. And uh, Chinese, I can't beat it. Like it's just every time I eat it, I go, "Why the fuck did I eat this?" <laughs> and that's like a vegan staple for a while. That's right. I know. Listen, it's all we had for a long time. <laughs> but I, I just get mad when I eat it, man. I feel physically bad, and then I go, <laughs> "That that was not so good that I should feel physically bad." Yeah, there's 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 a few things like that. I get it. All right, all right, all right. Hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. Yeah, please. Something that we also, uh, Tom, I can't tell how much you you enjoy this side of things, but I, I I know you at least are a good sport and can roll with our conversations. Patrick and I get very mappy, like maps and geography nonsense. You're down yeah, with no, it? Like it? Yeah, okay, good, it's cool. Good. It is a it is a means of organization that my brain seems to really enjoy. But I also like to see it in terms of how information, culture, et cetera, spread. So, so it's sort of how I orient. But I, I, I've been thinking about it in terms of, of hardcore. And recently, um, and the biggest question was, is there a reason that the hardcore diaspora, the way that hardcore spread, was seemingly coastal early on? And has, you know, it is, it's been everywhere. You know, I'm speaking mostly U.S., but, you know, we can go international too. But um, but it has now kind of cr- truly hit the non-coast, the interior regions, and seems like it's really still growing and popping up and new stuff is happening in new places. Whereas, and, and you know, don't crucify me, some of the more traditional spots maybe are in a bit of a recession are, are, are not lulling, but are in a different place than they've been in the past. Mm. So, so do you guys have any, like, is there a reason or reasons why it seems like hardcore, like we're seeing it in places. Denver is a great example. I think we've used it a few times. Um, Louisville has long been a hardcore 
spot, you know, but in the last decade, Louisville has kind of become the center of the Midwest hardcore world that continues to burgeon. You know what I mean? Like, like, yo, where is a bigger hardcore spot in 2022, Louisville or Chicago? Louisville. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Right. And I, I mean, right, Chicago, yeah. please don't, don't be mad at me, but, and there's a few reasons for these things. Obviously the presence of a very large band, like knock loose, the presence of a notable festival LDB. And that's not to say that Chicago doesn't have festivals. Chicago does. And I've been to some really crazy shows there, but it doesn't seem as hot as something. But regardless, what I'm saying is it seems as though hardcore at large has been continuing to grow in new spots where it hasn't. In some spots, you know, Boston has been less explosive over the last five, 10 years than it was for the 20 before that. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, it's impossible to keep that fucking fire burning that bright for so long. No, that's true. It's true. I mean, you know what I mean? Like how the fuck do you continue that? There's no, no, it's it's like there's, there's natural, you know, uh, to, to quote, uh, the departed quoting Hawthorne, uh, families are always rising and falling in America. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, it's interesting to me. What, what are the differences? What are the things that, because what I keep circling back to is that, it's really like one or two people doing things, organizing things, pulling things together or a band or two. And that can make the difference in a place having stuff happen or not having stuff happen. Sure. Always. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, most of the, like, I mean, the most of the, most of the country live on the coast. So that's why it's always been a mostly a coastal phenomenon. I would imagine. That's right. If I had to guess. Yeah, but some think, population stuff has to play a factor there. Yeah, but my experience, I think the coolest places in the interior of the country are places that have a, a big college or a big university. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, or just because it has a concentration of young people. Oh, which, which speaks to something I've said a lot in terms of like places I want to live, places I'm open to moving. And I've always said, you know, a college town or a college city always has a leg up because you just have an influx of people, new people, young people inherently. Um, so that means right. that something's going to be happening. There's going to be right. culture better. happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Art's yes. Better, Food, art. Yeah. There's, there's shows people yeah. having to ha- be there. They, they are want for something to happen. Now this isn't true everywhere, but it mostly is even, you know, Patrick, this is a conversation I think we've had many times. What, but a long time ago, why is a place like Austin, Texas, a hotbed of live music, culture, different art stuff, things happening? Capital of Texas, major university there, et cetera, et cetera, a bunch of other little schools. But a place like Albany, New York isn't. Capital of New York, notable universities in town. And plenty of venues. <clears throat> But just stuff doesn't happen as much. And and it, the difference comes down to, one, Austin's a, a rare exception because I'm using them. They're the exception. There's a few other towns like that. I think Lawrence, Kansas is an example like that that obviously has less of a punk lean but certainly has a live music and energy thing going on there. Um, but it's these college towns who embrace, as a municipality, the importance of art and culture, right? Um, 
Whereas I don't know that anyone would claim that the uh, the city of Albany would embrace art and culture. Hey, I saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile at the uh, egg when I was when I, when I was nine. So that's uh, true. Fuck, I'm going to ask you rescind, to, rescind. Yeah, walk that back. You know what I mean? This is a little five one eight pride right here. Um, no, look, uh, the towns are touchy, right? Yeah, people people get upset. Even even. I'm Albany's native son, and I'm sure that there's somebody mad at me for shitting on Albany. Although, it's, I mean, come on, be really fucking. Lame. I can almost guarantee it. But, but <laughs> uh, the the best part about Albany is that I think everybody shits on it, and everybody's cool with shitting on it. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, unless you're a true, true broken brain liberal, like uh, local, like you have to be truly broken brain. To, but as, to, as we've to said not. a million times, it's like. You know, if I speak broadly about a place, it doesn't mean that the the efforts of the individuals there aren't worthwhile or really meaningful. You know, like right. it, it's a uh, you're just not San Diego, and that's what Pat doesn't like. I mean, San, Di- San, San Diego, San Diego I, can, I can shit on San Diego's uh, music culture. I'll shit on it. I love San Diego, right? It's second yeah, home, beautiful city, and shit on its fucking complete lack of dedication to any type of music culture, any type, like, you know, like, yeah. and once again, individuals making real efforts there to fucking keep a scene together or fucking make. Oh, and uh, you know what? That's a great example. San Diego is a place that has a, um, now I don't know the ins and outs history of the Shea Cafe. Well, it's called, but it but has, you, you can safely call it storied, storied, uh, and, and embedded venue that is open for really mixed use. You know, I think whether you're looking for thud, thud, hardcore or sassy pants, hardcore, you can get it in there. And San Diego is a place where you could see the efforts when there was one push person pushing things on there. It did pretty good. And and depending on how much they hustled, how much energy they put in, it was really good. But when they had like three people, Oh, my, I was driving to San Diego. I, uh, as a resident of Orange County, I would go to the San Diego show of a tour many times before the LA show because the San Diego show, one, Che Cafe is awesome, had a great vibe. Two, it was further but easier to get to, to be honest. But it was just three, a cool energy. Like they just had like this real energy around it and. You know, so I would take that over going to the club in LA if that was the option. But it rises and falls on the shoulders of a single person or a couple people. And that's kind of the fascinating part. It's really interesting because I was kept thinking when I asked that question, what is the difference? Like, why, why does a place have stuff going on and why does another start to fade out and stuff stops happening and you go, Oh, that's right. Cause, cause there's like three people, two people who are booking shows in, you know, uh, Kalamazoo, you know, like that's, and, and if they, st- if one of them stops, Ooh, well, all the pressure goes on the other and inevitably that person stops too. And then the shows aren't going to Kalamazoo. They're going to grand Rapids and that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, right. it, yeah, it gets transferred. The energy gets transferred between the local city. Well, and, right. It's it's like the it's the weird, um, the back edge of the DIY knife, right? Like, do it yourself is awesome until it's too much and you can't do it yourself, and then somebody else has to do it, and you're toast. Right. 
Well, and as Bob and I were discussing before the podcast started, there's always some interpersonal bullshit. Like, oh, I don't like, I don't like this promoter. <clears throat> if a scene is small enough, shit like that can cost you everything. Uh, like, oh, I, th- that guy's not cool. Uh, man, I don't give a fuck. I want to see these fucking bands that I, I wouldn't get to see otherwise. You know what I mean? But that's my perspective as a guy that loves music. If you're just coming to a show to be social and that's your sort of thing, maybe it does matter that the promoter is, you know, I, that guy, I don't like that guy. Like, maybe that matters. I don't know. But for me, it's like one of those big frustrations <clears throat> because Albany's tried this so much to just assassinate the character of every goddamn promoter. And mm. uh, my feeling on this is respectfully, respectfully, everybody. Yeah, they're goddamn promoters. They're, they got easy characters to assassinate. Trust me. You know what I mean? That's the nature of a promoter. It's a guy who, even at his most magnanimous and altruistic, can still look like a fucking parasite. You know what I mean? It's still, po- it's always possible to look like that if somebody wants to paint you that way. So what I'm saying is it's deeply frustrating that a lot of times things can be bubbling and it's uh, the calls coming from inside the house on, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, uh, on yeah. everybody ruining everything for themselves. Right. Uh, so what Bob and I were talking about is uh, on some tours, you, you've got this, um, you got this energy where grown people, who are ostensibly there, yeah, adults who are ostensibly there to uh, make a little money doing something that that they really enjoy. Uh, can't get along for fucking a month. You know what I mean, uh, uh, Tom? You you work a straight job. With actually, yeah, don't do. make don't make it about your don't make it about your job right now. Make it about jobs that you've had in the past. Was there anybody at those jobs that you didn't think was fucking awesome? That I didn't think was awesome. Yeah, yeah, like a job in the past, of course. Yes. Anybody at any of your jobs that you thought this guy doesn't quite rip? Yes. (laughs) So, and somehow, and somehow, you made it to the end of the month. Maybe six. They microwave tuna. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I don't know. I just. But here's my thing: is like I'm at this juncture now where these. I watched a bunch of rappers today threaten to kill each other, and they kept doing this bizarre thing that I just can't believe I can't, it's another thing I can't believe adults do. Cause when I say it, I mean it. They kept saying, I don't, I don't want any problem with this guy, but they were saying it, meaning I really want a fucking problem with this guy. And, <laughs> and when I say, I don't want any problem with this guy, I mean it. You know right. why? Because I have a thing that I'm trying to get done, which is, Oh, I'm still getting better at what I do. I'm still enjoying what I'm doing. And lo and behold, it makes a little bit of money now. Uh, don't try – as they say, don't try to trick me out of my money. Don't try to trick me out of having a good time the, here. The key of what you said was that you've been doing this for a minute and lo and behold, it's now doing – haven't you're finding some measures of success. We could apply that to uh, music with Drug Church. We could apply that to some of your comic stuff. Getting into the interpersonal, an interpersonal conflict with someone because you don't like the cut of their jib, you might as well like tie your shoelaces together. Like, what yes. are we doing? You yes. know what I mean? Like, stop, stop some, sabotaging yourself. It's stupid. Correct. And and mostly it's just about going, all right, 
if I don't, what is my level of interaction with this person? What does my level of interaction with this person have to be? Can I minimize that? Probably. Do, can I can I bring that to zero? Maybe. And if you can, do it. Keep it as drama-free as you need. Nobody's telling you you have to. But if you find yourself in a place where you do, and this goes out to the the small town venue guy who has to deal with some crummy dude at the VFW, the place where you got to deal with a, a buyer at the local club because you book promotion. This has to go with... You don't like that kid in this band who's kind of local, but man, they pull and they're kind of cool and you want to have them help. Whatever it is, you can minimize that interaction. You can isolate what works for you and what doesn't and keep it moving. Or you can do the thing where you bounce, but realize that that is the end of the road for a lot of stuff. And as somebody who wasn't in bands, but did do just about everything else you can do in hardcore, I got a lot out of doing those things. Booking shows, putting on stuff like that, booking festivals, doing zines, putting out records. All that stuff was fun as hell and stuff I enjoyed, got a lot out of personally. And, you know, there's still parts of me that that enjoy elements of all that. The nonsense, whenever the nonsense came up, you know, you deal with it in different ways as you get older. But as I'm now older, I really got nothing for it. I just step away from it. You know what I mean? I just ease out. Back door. Cool. I don't want to have a problem. What Patrick said is right. I think I think he actually might speak for all three of us on this. I really don't want to have no problems with anybody. <laughs> I just don't want it. It's just not worth my time, energy, or mental capacity to have a problem with anyone. Um, but you realize how important people doing things can be to what is an ecosystem that's that's pretty uh, fragile. Hardcore is a pretty fragile ecosystem. Yeah, it takes a shithead on either side of uh, any type of arrangement to potentially tank everything you got going on. Uh, hardcore is like uh, the primaries and uh, you're one gaff away from uh, fucking... <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah you do what I, yeah, and then that's over <laughs> i could not remember his name i'm i'm it's all falling apart for me guys i can't remember anybody's fucking name right, so so here's here's the uh we can start wrapping up here but um i i do want to keep the conversation regional uh shout out to the people who are making stuff happen i i love i love seeing it i love seeing these new places that have shows happening um because you can see it start to, I mean, MS paint is this awesome band. How many band, how many punk or hardcore bands can either of you think of from Mississippi? MS paint, Patrick, uh, any, um, right. Correct answer. They there's gotta be, I'm sure if we start Googling, we can find something somehow, somewhere, maybe, of the kind yeah, of hardcore I, and punk I, 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 I like everything I'm going like, Oh no, that's Louisiana. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> right. Tennessee. <laughs> right. But these folks are from Hadesburg, Mississippi. Uh, they have made that a place where shows are coming through and even more so their band is going around and apparently that tour, they've been killing it. I've been getting reports from even the oddball stops, like shout out to my boy, John Mead, who saw them in, in Phoenix and said it was awesome. Just awesome. So um, I love to see it 
and it brings creativity and new voices from new places. So uh, keep that same energy. My question to you guys, as well as the audience, and this is something maybe we'll, we'll revisit, maybe we'll revisit on Patreon or, or come back to on Mainline. One of the things I've enjoyed about, I, I kind of like about New York Hardcore, um, and it's an easy go-to for all three of us, is that you can kind of find the sonic through lines in the music from different eras. For example, Agnostic Front, Victim in Pain, and Marauder, Master Killer do not sound the same. However, Tom, I bet if I said, hey, Tom, can you make the connection to these two records with like three or four records in between? I'm sure you could. For sure. Right. And even going beyond that and saying, you know, uh, let's say, let's even do this. Let's go even further. Let's do the Urban Waste 7-inch to the new Regulate LP. Uh, Kevin Bacon style, you have to do, you know, there's there's connections in between, but I bet you can find a sonic through. We could go, well, Urban Way 7-inch, and you can see a lot of comparisons between that and Agnostic Front, uh, Victim in Pain, and then between Agnostic Front and Victim in Pain and say Sick of It All, you see this, and then from Sick of It All, you go to this, and you can make that connection, right? Can we do that in other places regionally? I mean, the answer is yes. Sure. But but is it more interesting when you can't? And what are some of the more hard places to do that long sonic chronology, you know, the timeline um, musically to connect things? Like, for example, connecting... Hmm, let's do Southern California, LA. Connecting Circle Jerks to... Hmm, uh, let's see. Uh, Donnybrook <laughs> oh, man, might right. take some steps, but I think we can do it. There. And that's kind of interesting, right? Like, and, and I was thinking about the Midwest and I was like, okay, well, how do you connect? Like, uh, like, is there a way to connect harvest to the touch and go sound? And what are those midpoints in between? Like where are the sonic cues that transfer, uh, uh, a, meat and potatoes, punk hardcore with minimal metal leanings to what became like Midwest hardcore in 1997, 98 was a pretty metallic place, right? Absolutely. So, so that's my question to you guys. What, what are some examples? What can you think of? I, I Real quick, I just want to point out because I was, ne- I was actually trying to link uh, Circle Jerks to Donnybrook. Yeah. Uh, Dre and Martin, two two dudes uh, who have been around forever. Yep. Not until this moment did I know their last name. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I've been in their presence dozens of times, and not until this exact moment did I actually go. Their first oh, name, I, fellas. Shout out to Dre and Martin. Maybe yeah, they're, they're like marquee Martin. dudes. They don't need fucking last names, but like the the uh, I, it's just one of those things where I never thought to investigate these gentlemen's last name. <laughs> And now, and now I know. Investigate, aka open up a record. Yeah, yeah. Never thought about that. Um, 
so uh, sorry, Bob. What, what was your question? My mind's blown. Over. Connections, the sonic connections. Because so you were doing the circle jerks to Donnybrook. Like, yeah, which I, I'm, you, I bet I can do in five. I, I bet I, I okay. bet I can do it. But uh, let's do it. Well, so I think it goes. Does it go through? It goes through some of the heavier stuff uh, in like Orange County, I think. Then you connect that to some of the like new agey stuff, right? Um, hold on, new I, agey actually, stuff. You I, connect I, I, to I'm more of the straight trying. edge stuff, maybe, and you try to find a connection over, flip over uh, yeah, to like, mean, the punk stuff. I was actually trying to go through Todd instead. Oh, you're I, trying. I was trying to make Todd sort of the the a uh, linchpin. Okay, yeah, so well, well, you could go because so you could go through you could go Donnybrook to Terror to Carry On because I think Carry On and Terror sonically different, but you could make enough connections there, and then Carry On. I think you swing. You still have to swing through New Age. I think. Yeah, maybe. And then you you somehow and maybe from instead you can hop over to some of the more like skate punk stuff. And then you can get to Circle Jerks pretty easily. Because we're not trying to do like a uh, band-to-band members kind of thing, but sonically, like sounds. Because like, I don't think anyone would argue that you could be, you could say a person who likes Donnybrook would also like Terror, right? Did, it, did, did Todd write his own discogs in like a humble sort of way? Like, you know, when I, you don't... I doubt it. It's Here's Todd Jones's profile on discogs. And it's like the sort of thing that you would, that you would write if you were trying not to be like like if you're trying to be like just cool about things sure todd who is everybody listening i'm talking about todd jones um who is really a high level creative hardcore talent uh his and associated with bands that are important his profile reads guitarist in various hardcore bands which is technically true, <laughs> but it's so that's what we call accurate, but not true. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, that's that, that, that's yeah. the barest minimum you can get. It doesn't tell the whole story. Burying the lead. All right, Patrick, connect this for me. Sure. Go from uh, oh, um, walls of Jericho to Fuck negative approach to negative there. approach. Um. <clears throat> okay, walls of Jericho. Tom, you might need to help him. Um, I mean, you could go to, so you, I mean, the linchpin there is cold as life. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Right there. That's uh, it. So I was actually going to take the back. I was going to take the back way. Uh, I was going to say from walls of Jericho, you can get to the kind of, uh, uh, almost cave in adjacent slash Cleve. Listen, uh, Detroit has, even when Detroit tries screamo, it's fucking street hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like I've been listening to that th- uh, thoughts of Ionesco stuff, which mm. I, I, I'm the only person in North America currently doing that. Oh, actually I'm in Australia. I'm definitely a hundred percent. I'm the only person on the continent of Australia listening to thoughts of Ionesco this week. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's kind of like also a off the rails drug energy to the later material. And uh, that kind of brings us uh, to laughing hyenas energy, uh, and I, I I think you can take the back road to the same place. <laughs> I, think, I think that we don't need to go through cold as life, although that's the smart move. So you can go to John, John Brandon, and then yeah, I think there's Brandon. Uh, you know, I, I think we can do. Let me put it like this: through the eras of Brandon, 
you can mm. link Detro- you can link most aspects of Tr- Detroit hardcore. Oh, absolutely! You could bring for, like fucking Black Flag to like Never Ending Game through John Brandon. Yep. Right, right, right. And I like I like doing it more with the regional stuff, like staying yeah. in region because it's kind of interesting. And you're not wrong though; you can really. Brandon does connect a lot of weird scenes because of the the sonic evolution from negative approach to easy action to laughing hyenas, the whole thing. Um, huh, interesting. Have either of you checked out the pre negative approach project thing that that got the the recent reissue? No, what's it called? It is. Let's see. It is called Static. That's right. God, how many Easy Action records are there? What? There's a lot. They were around for a long time. What the fuck? And uh, no, I have not checked out. All right, that's that's on my list. Toothpaste and pills, demos and live. Um, I think that's uh, yeah, it's out there somewhere. So we got to check that out. All right, yo, that's the question for everybody. Can you track some Sonic? throughs that are really tough there's some weird ones out there so um yeah, i'm and, thinking and, get for, more for, desperate and, like like spread it out like donnie brook to circle jerks is a fun one like yes we can connect uh dead kennedys to some of the more gilman punk like even modern variety decently well but what happens when you say like hey can you connect dead kennedys to killing the dream Right, and everybody, you know? it, 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 we don't mean literally through. It's not it's not members. Bacon. It's yeah, sound, it's yeah. sound. So, all right, yo, everybody, good Peace. night.